0: This is the Benchwarmer's Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmer's Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh, and today's game will be pitting the bench warmer team of Eric and Scott versus Benchwarmer Matt with newcomer Tim Simplot. Uh, welcome to the bench, Tim. Uh, hey, take thanks
2: a Josh. Uh, great to be here. I'm a big fan of the show and I'm honored to be a part of it today. I'm not sure how well I will do, but it's going to be fun trying.
1: All right, Tim, uh, why don't you take a minute, let us know where you're from, what teams you root for and anything else you'd like to share.
2: Um, I live in South St. Paul, Minnesota and full disclosure, I'm, I'm friends with Josh and Matt. I've, I've known them for years. Um, favorite team currently is uh university of Minnesota gopher hockey, which I'm repping their Jersey right now. Um, that's my all-time favorite team. Um like I uh, like the Minnesota teams, um classic teams, my favorite would be um the Five slime Jamma teams of the uh 80s of University of Houston and also the 1991 UNLV uh, Runnin' Rebs basketball team. Grandma. <laughs> yeah.
1: Welcome again, uh Matt. How are you doing and let us know what uh, your and Tim's team name is going to be. Any hey, power washing today.
0: No power washing today. No. Okay. No. We have uh, we are successfully ending with the temperature changing the power washing aspect of this podcast for the next few months but uh super busy with the move i don't know if i've announced it on the podcast or not but uh everything is coming up omaha again because my wife and family and i are moving to omaha so we're cleaning out the house decluttering getting ready to put on the market here in the next couple weeks so that's busy with that so and um go go ahead josh
1: i was gonna say hopefully we uh when you're there, we'll start getting some uh, more than one downloads in Nebraska, so
0: it'll <laughs> be <We> better. <laughs> Dang right, my family members down there need to start downloading the pod. Come on! Um, but uh, uh, both uh, Tim and I are uh, fans of uh, Keith Jackson, both the announcer and the tight end who used to play for the Packers. And uh, he posted the other day that the on the Wikipedia page of uh, Keith Jackson, the tight end, that he's not related to the or vice versa, related to the announcer. I thought We thought that was funny. So our team name is going to be Not Related to Keith Jackson.
1: All right, Not Related to Keith Jackson. Eric and Scott, how are you guys doing? And let us know what your guys' team name is.
3: Uh, I'm good, Josh. Tim, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. I think this is going to be a lot of fun for you guys. We'll see how it is uh, for me. No, it's always a good time. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm just excited football's back. Uh, i'm really looking forward to tomorrow for week one and that's pretty much it i'll throw it over to eric he can give you our wait team. hat
0: update hat update what which oh, team are you repping there
3: it's it's a dodgers hat it's just i when i was in la last week i bought like six dodgers hats all in just like different colors so what
0: is it, the bill what is that color it's like a tie-dye or something the bill is
3: like a camo it's like a oh, orange like orange yeah. camo orange yeah <clears throat> so i i wear a lot of orange it's my favorite color so i i needed a hat that kind of went with them so is it
0: because that word rhymes with a lot of other words
3: and it, it you know it rhymes with porridge and door hinge if you say it correctly so <laughs> so,
1: so scott did we just become best friends that, that's yep, <laughs> my favorite color my whole life
0: do you want to go do karate in
1: the basement <laughs> there we go get get this i still i haven't watched it yet it is on my list but i haven't watched oh, it yet. No, okay
0: i'm okay with you not watching the mighty ducks movies but that movie you have to watch i, I already yeah. committed to that i will watch it he did i'm he did still not that. i'm boycotting we, it i don't care we,
3: we
4: don't, don't want to go down it? that rabbit hole for All people right. that don't know we're talking about gone with the wind
3: oh. <laughs> frankly my dear we just became best friends
4: a lot of karate in the basement in that movie that's it's good Eric, I'm done. Take it over.
0: Don't don't take a sip of beer before Eric tells a joke.
4: Um, I'm good. Um, I'm actually excited. I get to make my uh, uh, present or pregnant wife uh, wait in line to pre-order Xbox when it, in like a week because I'm gonna be at work and she's not going to be. So, is that okay? I don't know if that's okay. I but think you're it's gonna okay. find out when she leaves you. As long as I got an Xbox, she can go wherever the hell she wants. <laughs> So anyway, um, Scott and I haven't teamed up in a while, so we're, we're going to go away from our old team name and uh, came up with a new one today. And I was thinking the other day um, of a lot of random celebrities. So our team name today is going to be uh, "What's Daniel Stern Up To."
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to?
3: Hopefully he's
4: fine healthy and alive
3: and (laughs) stays that way. Here we go. That's my fault if it happens. Eric asked me for a random D-list celebrity from my childhood. So I said, "Yeah." First,
2: He's probably living well off of the uh, wonder your residuals.
4: He's, he threw he threw out Jim Varney first. I'm like, he's dead. Why would you even? I, well, at least you're safe. You're safe if you. You didn't
2: something. ask me for a, a one that's living. You just asked me for a Jim Varney reference. That's awesome.
4: I know what Jim Varney's up to right now. I love the earnestness. <laughs> he's Ernest actually movie, down man. to
2: about six feet under. I was gonna say, <laughs> six feet under.
4: Yeah.
0: Oof. <laughs> All,
1: All
2: right. right, let's
5: get this game underway. Starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter, with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they have accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate,
1: consisting of three warm-up questions with 10 points each. Today's tailgate has a theme. Four times in the 1980s. Oh. Question one. What player led the NBA in rebounds for four seasons
0: in the 1980s? Is that what you know it is, Tim? Is that uh, I, that's just my thought? best guess. I'm, I think that's probably my best guess, too. So should we check in yeah, with we'll, that? Yeah,
2: we'll check in with that one.
0: All right. So not related to Keith
1: Jackson is checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to you? You guys can talk it out.
3: Yeah, Eric, I don't think it's Rodman because he didn't come in the league until like 86, 87. And he was coming off the bench mm-hmm. at first in Detroit. So I don't think he would have had enough minutes to lead
4: the league. Okay, well, you threw out Moses Malone. I mean, it makes sense how he played most of the 80s, right?
3: Yeah, he played most of the 80s. I mean, there's Kareem, but I don't really remember him leading and rebounding. No,
4: I, I mean, other guys would be like Barkley, but again, he was more mid to late. Yeah, I don't,
3: I don't think it would have been Barkley. I'm, I was trying to think of anyone from the Celtics, but they didn't have like a guy that was grabbing, you know, 11, 12 rebounds a game wouldn't be like Bill Lambear would it maybe but again those pistons are tough cuz like they all split playing time
4: like i don't i say we go with let's go with Moses Malone i don't think it's we're going to get somebody better than that all right we'll, i mean he was he was dominant so yeah, we'll, we're going to check in with Moses Malone
1: all right so what's Daniel Stern up to is checking in with Moses Malone uh, not related to Keith Jackson what do you guys got
2: uh, so I, I'm not sure if this answer is right, but I just remember the 80s basketball aspect when I really followed the NBA, the Sixers were one of my favorite teams with Dr. J and Andrew Toney and Bobby Jones and this guy, Moses Malone. So we're, we checked in with Moses Malone.
1: All right. Points all around because the correct answer is Moses Malone. Uh, Bill Lambier, Charles Oakley, and Hakeem Olajuwon each led the league twice in the decade.
2: Mm. I should say the late Moses Malone. One of only two uh, NBA MVPs who are deceased.
0: I heard that the other day. That was in Triviality, wasn't it? Hmm. Who's the other one?
2: Uh, was it Cousy or no, He um... just
0: died this spring.
2: Yeah, Bob Koozie.
0: NBA MVPs who were passed away? No, it was Kobe.
2: Oh, yeah, Kobe, you're right.
0: Anyway. Sorry, go ahead, Josh.
2: Way
4: to bring us down already there, Matt. Thanks.
5: (laughs) How much for the energy
2: in the room. Moving on to to question two. And by the way, I just ran over a puppy today, too. (laughs) Oh,
3: geez.
1: (sighs) Question two. What player led Major League Baseball in batting average for four seasons in the
0: 1980s? Yeah, let's do that, Tim.
2: All right. We're checked in. All right,
1: now related. Keith Jackson's checked in. What's Daniel Stern's Daniel Stern up to? Uh, what do you guys? You guys can talk it out. Jeez. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, it certainly it definitely could be Mr. Pine Tar, George Brett. I was trying to think of other guys that were up there seemingly every year, like the yeah. Moliters and the like. You know those guys. So he said
1: four times. Yeah, four times. Because once again, the theme is four times in the
3: 1980s. Are you sure it's not Gwyn? <sighs> four times seems like a lot for him in the 80s. He didn't come until mid-80s. I mean, it could it's be Gwyn. He let's... came up in like 84. So, I mean, he's got the years. It's just...
4: Well, where I'm caught up is it's... Because they give one out to AL and NL. Right. And if he's combining both of them, I feel like he's Win's gonna lose a couple of the ones that he he won. That right? I mean, yeah, that kind of throws it off for a lot of people. So then I th- I think I'm I'm better with with Boggs. You think so? Yeah. If I had to pick between one or the other, I would pick Boggs for this. But I'm not. Again, that's more or less a coin flip than anything else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, we're
1: gonna check in with Wade Boggs. All right, what's Daniel Stern up to? Is checking in with Wade Boggs. Not
0: related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys got? Yeah, you know, we had a similar debate, but we didn't really go back and forth too much. He said right off the bat, Wade Boggs, and I said Tony Gwen. Tony Gwen's rookie year was like 81 because he was a couple of years before Puckett, and Puckett was 83. So, um, yeah, so we, we settled with Wade Boggs, though. So.
1: Once again, points all around. The correct answer is Wade Boggs. Ah, uh, Tony Gwynn was the only other player to lead the league for more than one season in the decade. He did it twice. Uh, George Brett uh, did in 1980. Kirby Puckett did one year. There was a couple others um, with one year. But Wade Boggs, pretty much consistently, was at the top in the 80s.
2: And I feel like he was always handsomely in lead in the AL. I
1: you know that uh, as a Puckett fan, I was always you know annoyed that Wade Boggs was you know five or ten. Points ahead of him all the time. But
2: I remember seeing a stat once. I don't remember the actual stat, but how many times he had popped out to the infield. It was ungodly low. He just never popped out to the infield.
1: All right. Moving on to question three. What running back led the NFL in rushing yards for four seasons in the 1980s? Yeah,
2: you're right, Matt. So let's go with the
0: That, that second one we went with that we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. We're checking, Josh. Yep. Josh. All right. Not
1: related. to Keith Jackson's checked in. What's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
3: I don't know, Eric. Eric Dickerson was the first guy that came to mind. So
4: between like 1998 and like maybe early 80s, there was only like maybe six people that won the rushing title. It was like Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, right? Um, Christian Okoye, um, Dickerson, Marcus Allen. Like th- that's 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 basically it. Was back and forth between. Yep. You know, so I think the '80s was pretty much dominated by Eric Dickerson.
3: Yeah, I like I said, it's the first name that came to mind. I don't I don't know that there's anyone else. I thought about Marcus Allen briefly, but I don't think he done it four times.
4: No, I think he was only like a one time guy. But yeah. and Earl Campbell, I think the last time he won was maybe. Or late 70s early 80s so
3: yeah and everyone else I was thinking of was more 70s so yeah let's let's we're gonna check in with Eric Dickerson
1: all right what's Daniel Stern up to He's checked in with Eric Dickerson not related to Keith Jackson what do you guys got
2: well we thought we had a good answer until we heard these guys talking I think Eric Dickerson's gonna be the correct answer but we went with Walter Payton
1: one team will be receiving points the correct answer is Eric Dickerson no other running back led the league in rushing more than once in that decade heading into the first quarter we have the following score Uh, not related to keith jackson has 20 and what's daniel stern up to uh, is at 30.
5: before we get to the first quarter we wanted to let you know that we are on patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks.
1: So today's first quarter will be
5: pre- and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, What all time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points.
1: Question 1. What three-time winner of the Daytona 500 was the Big 12 Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Year in 2019? Oh,
0: yep. I got that right. Yep.
1: There you go.
2: Yep, we're ch- we checked in.
1: All right, not related, Keith Jackson's checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> not going <laughs> to be very exciting. Yeah, it might be that it might be that kid from Kansas.
4: I thought it was uh oh Jesus. From Nigeria. Um yeah. good luck on his first name. No, it's um, not right. It's
3: not Isaac Okoro, he's from Auburn. It's like that though. It's like it's, an it's, O name, right?
4: His last name's Azubuke. Yeah, yeah, but it's
3: not Colena Azubuke from Kentucky.
4: No. <sighs> um I think it was maybe he didn't win, because I can't who who's I can't think of what anyone else from driver.
5: Okay.
3: Right. Well, it doesn't help that we don't know his first name.
4: It, well, it's not Jeff. I, it, it's well no,
3: Gordon. Gordon Ezabuke. <laughs> no, I don't it's not Jimmy Johnson as a bouquet.
4: Um I don't know. Jeff Jeff Gordon as a bouquet, that's all I got. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt as a bouquet. <laughs> Dale
3: Earnhardt Jr. Ezabuke.
1: There you go. Are you checking in with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Azubuke. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, not related to Keith Jackson, what did you guys come up with?
2: So, we drew a blank until Matt um, said, I don't know much about current basketball, but that Texas Tech kid that Will's drafted, who's Jarrett Culver. And then I remember there's a NASCAR <sighs> racer named Dale Jarrett. So, it's Dale Jarrett Culver.
1: One team will be getting points, probably not a shocker, The correct answer is Dale Jarrett Culver. Oh. Uh, Dale won the Daytona 500 in 93, 96, and 2000. Uh, He was also the 1999 Winston Cup Series champion. Culver led Texas Tech to the Final Four and was drafted sixth overall by the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 2019 NBA draft. Question two. What Hall of Fame linebacker whose four upper front teeth were missing as a result of taking an elbow while playing basketball in high school, became the first player to play all nine positions in a major league game for the Kansas City Athletics in nineteen sixty-five.
0: Yeah, you got that? Yep. All right. We can check in, Josh.
1: Okay, not related to Keith Jackson is checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
3: I, I can't do these bomb back pre posts anymore. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah. I Jack Lambert. Seems, it's, it's got every, like I said, every NFL films video I see of Jack Lambert. He's <laughs> not have teeth. He doesn't have teeth. Okay. The end. That's I, all I got. That's all I'm basing this on. <laughs> I just can't think of a Bert that played. Jack Lambert and Ernie. I, um, it might be. Bert Reynolds.
3: But <laughs> uh, the only Bert I, is like Bert Campanaris, and I don't think it's him playing all nine positions in a single game. You said
1: yes. He played but, all. Why? Teams. It was a. I think it was a publicity get people to show up. Like I think yeah, it, you know,
2: sometimes they'll do that, like towards the end of the season, just to kind of hey, the season's out of the way. What can yeah. we do fun? And nobody
1: had done it before, so I think they actually publicized that he was going to be doing this to get more people to show up to the game. Interesting.
3: Doesn't help, but interesting. I I, I have no idea.
4: I, I got nothing. No, I, go don't, the, I don't know too many Berts. Uh, well, you got you had one, so let's go. I know he, I know he played baseball.
3: That's there, there you go. All right, I, I guess what I got. we're gonna check in with Jack Lambert Camperneris.
1: All right, so what's Daniel Stern up to? We checked in with Jack Lambert Campanaris. Not related to Keith Jackson, what do you guys get?
2: So um, I, I keep forgetting that you guys will use partial last names like Lambert. I, I, I'm, I'm always stuck on thinking their name had to start with Lambert, but had with Burt, and then when Matt said that it, needs to start, it could start with Burt, I'm like, oh, I think it is. I think it is actually Jack Lambert Campanaris. I think I remember reading that at some point.
1: So even though Scott put an extra R in his name, I will be giving credit the correct answer. is Jack Lambert Campanaris.
3: When I typed it, there was only one R when I typed it to Eric.
1: He has sure a stutter. When I
2: typed it, I'm sure I spelled it wrong too.
1: So Jack was NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 1974, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1976, and was a six-time first-team All-Pro linebacker. Wow. And uh, Campanaris. six time. Campanaris holds the A's franchise record for games played, hits, and at-bats. Moving on to question three. What boxer, who was part of the Fabulous Four in the 1980s, became the second boxer to compete over a span of five decades when he won the NBA super middleweight title on his 49th birthday in 2000? and was an Uber driver before making his Major League debut in
0: 2019. Mm, okay. I got the second part for sure.
2: You, you, you do, Matt?
0: Yeah, hold on a second. I know that one. Oh, yep.
2: I got the first part.
1: <laughs> we can check in. <laughs> All right, Not related. to Keith Jackson's checked in. Uh, what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out. Way too much Minnesota in these games. our guest is from minnesota even when they're not there's too much minnesota on this podcast
4: (laughs) we Uh, have guests from
3: georgia and there's minnesota timberwolves questions
2: you're complaining
3: (laughs) but it seems like you have that part of the answer i mean eric has it i wouldn't have got there i know who he is now but that doesn't help us with the boxer the
1: the other part of it is not minnesotan
2: i'll tell you that he's not a minnesota boxer (laughs) I can only think of one Minnesota
0: boxer. Yeah, me too. I can only think of one. Mike Tyson? I don't know where he's from. (laughs) Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. All
3: right, Eric. Big four in the 80s. Something that can get us to Randy. The Fabulous Four. That's what they were called. Sure. I'm sure it was some sort of, you know,
4: Big Four. Were they a team? These are boxers we're talking about. Yeah. Tag team boxing? I don't know about this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they did 4 on 4. Yeah, they
4: <laughs> That um that guy that that No Moss or whatever. Is it Roberto um
3: Oh, oh, uh Yeah, it is Roberto R- or something. Roberto Duran. Duran. Oh, Roberto Durandy Dobnak.
4: That works. Let's go with it. All right. <laughs> Check it with Roberto Durandy Dobnak.
1: All right. What's Daniel Stern up to? He's checked in with Roberto Durandi Dobnik, and not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys got?
2: I I knew it was a twin. I just couldn't remember which one. And he and Matt and me said Randy Dobnik. And so I, of my '80s boxers, I remember like Sugar Ray Leonard, but I also remember remember Roberto Duran. So we went with Roberto Durandi Dobnik.
1: Points all around. Uh, the, you other know who three the other who remember are. The other three members. Oh, do you want to say who the other three are? I
2: don't. I, I think Sugar Ray's got to be one of them.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, and as previously mentioned, Marvis Marvin
2: Hagler. And Thomas Hearns' nickname was.
1: Hitman. Oh,
2: I don't remember. Hitman. The Hitman McMahon Hearns. McMahon Hearns. Yep. So was Bret Hart. Wow.
1: And you know Randy Dobnak. With the the biggest part of you know flavor text for him is was in the question that he was an Uber driver. Right. Moving on to question four. What player was selected number one overall in the 1990 NHL draft by the Quebec Nordiques and holds the record for the most stolen bases allowed?
3: Oh, wow. Well, I feel very confident about this one. Not because of me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll check Checking in. It in?
3: Got one. All right. What's
1: Daniel Stern up to is checked in. Not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk it out.
2: Um, when I think Quebec Nordiques, all I think of are the Statsny brothers. Back in the day, there was three of them. They all played on on Quebec, and uh, they'd often be on the same line. And so if you looked at the goal, it would be Statsny from Statsny and Um uh, <laughs> uh, And one of their sons is Paul, Paul Statsny. Who currently plays anyway i'm trying to think of famous pitcher pitchers that start with a knee um neal would,
0: would have had to have been somebody who pitched for a long time right Right. so a long career i mean and just because they allowed stolen bases doesn't mean that they were a bad pitchers no and a they're probably
2: a, and they're probably a righty um and, and i could be wrong on stacy that's all i think of when i think of quebec nordiques
0: they're probably a person who didn't throw a lot of fastballs, too. Probably somebody right. who had a lot of like junk, you know, like Greg Maddox, mainly, mainly through Neil, you um, know, Neil
2: um, Neil Heaton. I don't remember, I don't know anything about Neil. I just remember Neil Heaton as a name. And again, I'm not sure about 100% sure on stats. And he, it's the only, but again, it's the only Quebec Nordique I can think of.
0: And just, well, just because they were drafted number one overall in 1990 by Quebec doesn't mean that they
2: played their career with Toyota. Oh, yeah. Then that helps me even less. And
0: I have a feeling, I have a feeling that if it's not necessarily just somebody, I'm wondering, was there oh, any wait, gophers? First, this
2: was first overall pick in 1990. I think well, actually, I think the, yeah, the Stassies were before the 90s. So it, then my answer is not right.
0: I have a feeling that Josh is probably doing some uh, know your hosts situation here. Was there any gophers that were picked? No, I mean, because a lot of those late 80s, 90s gopher, college hockey wasn't as fertile of a ground of drafting for NHLers back right.
2: then. Right. I think the uh, the only gopher hockey player ever drafted overall number one was Eric Johnson, and that was like 10 years ago. Oh, wait. No, I got it. I, I got yeah? it. God, know your hosts, and he knows who my favorite all-time baseball player is. Uh, my all-time favorite baseball player is Nolan Ryan, and there was an Owen Nolan who played for the uh, that played for the Quebec Nordiques. So, Matt, you want to check in with Owen Nolan uh, Ryan? I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, so we're going to check in with Owen Nolan Ryan.
1: All right, not related. Keith Jackson's checked in with Owen Nolan Ryan. And what's Daniel Stern up to? What did you guys come up with? You know, three years ago,
4: I relied on or relied on uh, relied on Scott for the the hockey one. I I couldn't come up with. Um, so Scott bailed me out and said it was Owen Nolan. And I could only think of one baseball player. No, Scott had the baseball player. Um, so we checked in with Owen Nolan Ryan.
1: Points all around, and I would have felt very bad for Tim if he hadn't gotten to <laughs> Owen Nolan Ryan.
2: I would have had to call the first call for help after this if I would have been
1: uh, Owen played in the NHL for 18 seasons and was a five time all-star. Uh, Ryan also holds records for most strikeouts, no-hitters, and walks, as well as the lowest career batting average allowed with a 2.04. He's tied for giving up the most home runs. I didn't look to see who he was tied with. All right. Moving on to question five. What five-time Olympic speed uh, skating gold medalist set the NFL record for the most field goals of 50 yards or more made in a season with 10 during his
0: rookie campaign. That's got to be it right there, right? Yep. Right? Yep. We're checked yeah, in. We can, we can check in, yeah.
1: All right. Not related. to Keith Jackson's checked in. What's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
4: You know the kicker? Um, I feel like Justin Tucker just did this, but it wasn't, he, he just did this like two yeah, years so ago and that was I mean, not his
3: rookie year. Right. So it would have been someone else that did it before him, but it's probably, it could be
4: somewhat recent. Blair Walsh, Minnesota. There's too much Minnesota in this podcast. I know. I, right. Bonnie I Blair Walsh. Yeah. Unless you get, that's gotta be it. Yep we were yep. checking in with Bonnie Blair Walsh.
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to is checked in with Bonnie Blair Walsh. And not related to Keith Jackson, what would you guys come up with?
0: I remember in this uh, Kickers rookie season, I was at a Twins game with our beloved host, Josh Bomback. When Blair Walsh was about to uh, try a 57-yard field goal, and I said, he's never going to make that. He's a rookie. He, that's like impossible. And he nailed it, and he beat, I believe, the Colts, if I think if I've ever that correct. So, yeah, we also checked in with Bonnie Blair Walsh. Bonnie
1: Blair Walsh is the correct answer. Once again, our guest is from Minnesota. Wheelhouse is Minnesota. Oh. Get off my ass. <laughs> and
2: Bonnie Blair, I believe, is from Wisconsin, so right next door.
1: There you go. Yeah. See. Well, I wouldn't. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have put it in here. Jeez. So where where's Blair Walsh now?
4: Yeah. How's how would he do in the playoffs?
1: (laughs) Oh well, let me get to this. I have flavor text. All right. (laughs) Here we
4: go. Here we go.
1: So Bonnie also has a bronze medal to go along with her five golds. And following his amazing rookie year, where he was selected as the first team All-Pro kicker. Walsh progressively declined over the next four seasons, including his epic failure of a 27-yard field goal attempt in the 2015 NFL playoffs against the Seahawks. And I should have given a trigger warning to Dan before I read this flavor text. <laughs>
2: so, I think he actually has gotten into the volunteering for the Democrat party because he likes to go left.
1: Where's where's the drums? After the first quarter, we have the following score. Uh, what... Daniel Stern up to is 110, and not related to Keith Jackson has now taken the lead with 120. Today's second quarter will be David V. Goliath.
5: David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points.
1: There will be a theme for today's David v. Goliath. We have a chance. The theme is firsts. First in the draft? (laughs) No. All right. Question one, David. What Golden Gopher hockey player was the first recipient of the Hobie Baker Memorial Award in 1981? Question one, Goliath. What Golden Gopher hockey player was the first goaltender to receive the Hobie Baker Award in 1988?
2: Oh, we're checked in. Sorry, we're checked in.
1: So, not related to Keith Jackson, is checked in. So, what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
3: Right in my wheelhouse. So, really easy for me. <laughs> okay, this is his favorite team. There's at least going to be a question. All right. So, the only person I know that even played for them is Thomas Vanik. And I learned that on this podcast. <laughs> and I know he is neither of the answers. So,
4: no, the, the, David's Neil Broughton. I know that. Um, there's a goalie from the eighties that this kid that I grew up with was obsessed with was the kid, Josh Bomback? No, this kid was, he was a little younger than me. And I remember we would, we'd like, we would all like the whole neighborhood would trade hockey cards. And um yeah. And anytime anybody had this card, you could get anything you wanted from this kid with this player. And I feel like it's him.
1: It wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't have given you everything anything oh, it's, for it's, his <laughs>
4: card, but. It, it was it was so weird because it was just he wasn't a good guy like a good goalie. It was just like, you can get whatever you wanted. All right, so, um,
3: so 1988, uh, so he probably got drafted, right? I mean, if you won the Holby Baker, yeah, I'm sure he played in the NHL. He, well,
4: yeah, because he, he, he played for, he 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 played for the Sabres. Um, that's why this kid loved him. Oh, this still sounds like Thomas Vanek to me. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob. Is it going into his mind palace? Hold on. Here, we got to write it. Into the mind palace. It's one of the yeah. t shirts I'm looking at.
1: He's going through the catalog of sports cards right now. Yep. Yes.
3: Rob, Rob Stauber. There it is. Check it in.
1: You guys checking that
3: in?
4: Yes.
1: All right. So. What's Daniel Stern up to is checked in Goliath with Rob Stauber and not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys got?
2: So we went with Goliath. Yeah, for, for sure. Neil Broughton is the, the David answer, but, um, Rob Stauber is the Goliath answer that we're going with. And he, uh, only had like a cup of coffee. He actually played for the, um, LA Kings was who he was drafted by. Um, but he didn't honestly have a very successful NHL career, but he's had a great post NHL career as a goalie coach. He has his own goalie school, I believe.
1: So you are correct that Neil Broughton was the answer to David. And Broughton is the only player to have won the Hobie Baker Award, an Olympic gold medal, and a Stanley Cup championship. Um, He was on the 1980 Olympic team, and he was on the 95 New Jersey Devils. And aside from that, he has also won an NCAA hockey championship in 1979.
2: And he just missed out on winning a high school hockey tournament thanks to those darny Dinah Hornets.
1: (laughs) And uh, Rob Stauber uh, served as head coach of the USA Hockey Women's National Team at the 2018 Winter Olympic Games, where his team won their first gold medal since 1998. So that's probably where you would have heard his name most recently if you watch Winter Olympics. Moving on to question two in firsts. David, what pitcher who played for seven teams over over a 17-year career became the first South Korean born player in Major League Baseball history in 1994. Question 2 Goliath. What pitcher who played for two seasons with the San Francisco Giants became the first Japanese born player in Major League Baseball history in 1964?
4: Let's yep. let's check in Scott.
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern's Daniel Stern up to? Is checked in. So not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk
0: it out. I heard a podcast, and I can't remember where I heard it from, but I heard a podcast about Japanese baseball. Now I do remember it was on John Boy. And uh, I thought they were talking about the 60s and how the Japanese Major League Baseball worked and how uh, Japanese baseball wouldn't interact with Major League Baseball. There's this whole thing about, but there's this one player who in the 60s went and played for the Giants. And I thought his name was something like that. Murakami or something, but I'm not certain about that. I'm just, just, uh,
2: right. I only know of one that I showed mentioned to you in the chat that Sadahara O is the only Japanese player I know of, uh, like, I think he's the all-time leader ever in home runs if you count baseball. Yeah. Um, so what should we go with the other answer?
0: So we'll go yeah. with uh, David. So we're going to check in with David and the answer is, uh, is it it's Chan Ho park, right? Or park. We'll just say park.
1: All right. So not related to Keith Jackson is checking with the David with Park. What's Daniel Stern up to? What do you guys got?
4: I feel like bomb back for this one because the only reason I knew this um, is because of research for the show, trying to write some fourth quarter questions. um, And I stumbled upon this guy's name. Uh, No, I I forget his first name. His last name is uh, Murakami. So Matt, you're right.
1: So we'll start with the David. The correct answer is Chan Ho Park. Uh, he was an all-star in 2001. And Matt, you, you know should have felt a little more confident because the correct answer is Masanori Murakami. And aside from being the first Japanese-born player, he's also the first Asian-born player in Major League Baseball history. Hmm. Moving on to question three in firsts. Who was the first and only player to make more than 400 three-point shots in one season. Question three, Goliath, what Boston Celtic is credited with making the first three-point shot in NBA history on October 12,
0: 1979? Okay, Josh, we're going to check in.
1: All right, not related to Keith Jackson, is checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to you? guys can talk it out.
4: Eric. So a name popped. Name popped in my head. A, a, a last name. Uh, no clue what the first name is. But Ford popped in my head. Yeah, I've done enough of these with
3: you. Usually, always against you to know that when stuff pops in your head, it ends up being right.
4: <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just it's almost like a, a blackout. Like just you hear a question, the first thing that came to your right. mind, and I'm not confident. I'm not confident in it because I don't have any anything to to support right. it. Well, again, just, let's so it was there for we, a reason and i don't know we why we just gained so the lead I,
3: I, yeah we just gained the lead on the last one uh, you know they took a little, it's not like they locked in or checked in right away so
4: they may have ended up just going with david all right let's uh let's 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 check in with ford all right so what daniel
1: stern up to is checking in for goliath with ford and not related to keith jackson what do you guys got
0: well fairly quickly i I typed him Chris Ford and he said, Phil Ford. And then we said, well, why don't we just go with Ford? So we're checking in also with Ford. All right. To answer the David first, the correct answer is? Steph Curry. Steph Curry?
1: Steph Curry. Robert (laughs) Parrish. He made 402 (laughs) three-pointers in the (laughs) 2015-2016 season. James Harden is the only other player uh, to make more than 300 three-pointers in a season. I think Steph Curry's made over 302 other times. Um and points all around because the correct answer is Chris Ford. Uh however, the 1979 season opener at Boston Garden was more remarkable for the debut of one Larry Joe Bird. Who
0: La-
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh boy. <laughs> this is the best one yet.
4: <laughs>
1: Um, sorry, you're, I'm sorry, I'm going to be sending a yes. cease and desist <laughs> trademark.
4: <laughs> that is
0: trademarked. You just get a nickel every time you somebody go. says Very it. Good. That's
4: fun.
0: <laughs> I'll send you a check, We <laughs>
1: Moving on to question four in firsts. David, who was the first pure kicker to be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Question four, Goliath. Who was the first kicker to make a field
4: goal in a Super Bowl? Josh, we're gonna check in.
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to? Is checked in, so not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk it out.
0: Um, I think so. Jan Stenerud played for the Chiefs. I want to say like in the late '60s, and then he played for the Vikings in the late '70s, and he played for the Packers for th- three or four seasons. I don't think 80s. he
2: played for the Vikings in the '70s. So that would have been the Fred Cox era. Um, I think he kicked in the dome, which I think he which opened in '81, didn't he?
0: it might be um but i think he if there's anybody who would have kicked a field goal for the chiefs either in super bowl one or super bowl four it would have been jan stander if it would have been in super bowl two it would have been probably um what's his name the um the raiders quarterback who was a kicker um
2: oh um george blanda
0: yeah george blanda and i don't know who the kickers were for either the jets or the or the um, Colts and Super Bowl 3. So.
2: so the first Super Bowl was in 67. I was one. So I don't remember that game. You don't? No. Oh,
0: you're not going to use the excuse, it was before I was born.
2: No, no. you're the only one who was alive. <laughs> yeah. of <five> of <laughs> I, did, I did attend the Apollo 11 launch before they walked on the moon. That was in oh, 69. Wow. Um,
0: you were you attended it, so you were at yeah. the moon?
2: Seriously, Great. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Little more fact first, uh, child in space. Tim's exact yep. little fun fact about you: he actually fist bumped Neil Armstrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Solid move, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's a I. We would be the the David for Jan Stenerud would be a total guess. Right. Um The Goliath for Jan Stenerud, you had uh, Yaprimian as the other potential kicker. That was the Hall of Famer. Um, I, uh, I don't have anything solid on either one of them. So I think if we're going to gamble, let's gamble with Jan Stenerud with the
2: Goliath. All right, we'll do that. We'll check in with Jan Stenerud for the Goliath.
1: All right. So not really Keith Jackson's checked in for the Goliath with Jan Stenerud. And what's Daniel Stern up to? What do you guys got? I really, I don't know
4: what he's up to yet, but Daniel Stern is, um, he's a great actor. Um, definitely better than d-list d-list now i don't know anyway um i i thank my uh lack of puberty at the age of 10. um i'm glad i didn't hit it early and discover girls um so (laughs) i was playing sports and watching every super bowl highlight package i could ever find on espn um and especially on i think it was like new year's eve they would play like super bowls one through whatever year it was in um, and I know Mike Mercer, I believe, kicked the first ever field goal in a Super Bowl.
1: Is that what you're checking in with? Yes. All right. So neither of you went with the David. The correct answer for David is Jan Stenerud. He was elected in 1991. Prior to Stenerud, Lou Groza, who was also an offensive tackle, was elected in 1974, and previously mentioned George Blanda, who was also a quarterback, was elected in 1981. The correct answer for the Goliath is, in fact, Mike Mercer. He kicked a 31 nice yard bowl. field goal in Super Bowl One for the Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Yeah, Scott was too busy with Jessica Elba as a kid. I was watching NFL films. This is true. <laughs> Back when I was moving, I didn't on have to- YouTube and ESPN. <laughs>
2: Get off my lawn.
4: I didn't either, but it was oh, just my- you, you park in front of the TV and. I also Your parents don't bother you. I also did it. I just watched Idle Hands
2: like a hundred times. I remember I'd <laughs> watch NFL films with John, Vesend- John Facenda.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was born right. Earl Christian Campbell. <laughs> Lumbering like all time greatest.
1: Moving on to question five and firsts. Who was the oldest player to play his first major league baseball game? Question five: Goliath, who was the youngest player to play in his first major league baseball game?
0: Is that for the Goliath? You're saying that something you said?
2: Um, I'm thinking that for the 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 David
4: Scott. I got something. Hear me out on this. Um, Fill us in, too, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's check that in.
3: Yep, we're checked in.
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to is checked in, so not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk it out.
0: Yeah, I don't know either one of these. The only thing I was mentioning to Tim that I thought the Reds had some kid back in the 50s that was like a promotional thing who I think made a start might be when thinking he was of, like 15 or something.
2: You might be thinking of Eddie Goodell. He's like the shortest guy. Remember him, the little...
0: No, no, I remember oh. that, but this was like in the oh. 50s, and I think his name was Nuxhall, but I don't know oh, why. Oh, Joe
2: Nuxhall. That, really, that, Joe Nuxhall was the first name. Joe. Well, that's
0: the name that I sent you. Is that I'm on? Well, maybe I spelled it. Did
2: wrong. you send that one? I didn't see that name. <laughs> and it you said, sent that to me. Like, oh, yeah, we. <laughs> Let's, I, I like that idea. Let's check in with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. I see it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're gonna check in. What's his first name? Joe. Joe Nuxhall.
1: All right. So, not really to Keith Jackson checks in with the Goliath with Joe Nuxhall. And what's Daniel Stern up to? What do you guys
3: got? Go ahead, Scott. We also checked in with Goliath. No, we checked in with David. No, we Sorry, <laughs> we checked in with David. Um, it's not a purse; it's a satchel. Um, we went with satchel page.
0: Oh,
1: all right. So, starting with the David, the correct answer is, in fact, satchel page. He was 42 years and two days old on July 9th, 1948, when he made his Major League Baseball debut. Obviously, he had been pitching for many, many years before that. And there will be points all around because the correct answer to the Goliath is Joe Nuxall. He was 15 years and 316 days old on June 10th, 1944. He pitched two-thirds of an inning for the Reds after being called upon for that single game due to player shortages during World War II. About his appearance, he said, I was pitching against 7th, 8th, and ninth ninth graders, kids 13 and 14 years old. All of a sudden, I look up, and there's Stan Musial and the
3: likes. It was a very scary situation. Nice pull there, Matt. As soon as he said the name, I was like, yeah, that's definitely it.
4: Well, I, I, I sent to Scott. I'm like this. He, he was thinking of guys currently. I'm like this is right in Matt's wheelhouse. 40s and 50s. I'm like I know. I knew the age. I hope he asked for the age, but he asked for the name. Yep. I knew the record was 15.
2: Here, I was thinking it was like because I couldn't remember. I think Goodner Strawberry played right away out of the minors, and I wasn't even close. Or they they didn't go to the minors. They just went right to the yeah. One of those.
0: A Rod did the same thing too, didn't he? Yeah. A-Rod start when he was yeah. just turned 18. Turn 18? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, congratulations guys throughout that round, the Goliath was answered correctly at least once Yay. in every question. And I was, I was a little worried. I thought some of these were pretty, pretty tough and obscure, but obviously not obscure, uh, to the point that you guys couldn't get them. So heading into halftime, we have the following score. Uh, we have a shift in the leader, um, but it's still a really close game, not related to Keith Jackson has 290 points. And What's Daniel Stern Up To has 330 points.
5: It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points.
1: Question one. What is the title of the series of documentary films which aired on ESPN focusing on captivating stories of women in sports told through the lens of female filmmakers?
3: You go with that, Scott? Yeah, I can't come up with anything better. All right, we're gonna
4: check in.
1: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to? It's checked in. So not
0: related to Keith Jackson, you guys can talk it out.
2: But I we have no idea.
0: I don't I mean, I am all I can think of is things that are just you know stereotypes of female stuff but it's got to be something that's more female empowering right it can't be something right. like you know pink or purple or something that's that like color or something that's more related to feminine it's got to be something more about like breaking the glass or something like yeah, that or
2: the, yeah exactly I, I totally agree with you i just can't think of what it is so I'm not going to be much help on this one. Yeah.
0: I don't know either. I have no clue. I, and the thing about it is I should know this. I listen right. to the 30 for 30 podcasts and some of and a lot of them have been hosted by females. I listen to a ton of ESPN related content on podcasts and I watch all the 30 for 30 movies. How do I, and I've looked at that 30 for 30, Wikipedia a billion times. You think it would have once triggered in my brain, but no,
2: let's go. So with I guess instead break- of checking in, we're going to check out.
0: Yeah how about we just check in with breaking in the glass?
2: Yeah, there you go. Sure.
0: All right. So now we're related to Keith Jackson is checking
1: in with breaking the glass. And what's Daniel Cern up to? What do you guys got?
4: Scott, go ahead. I got all right. people going nuts. Well, first upstairs. of all, I think breaking the
3: glass is the stone cold Steve Austin biography. So I, I'm not sure that that's
4: really, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we,
3: we, we need more females on this show. Yeah, all right. We do. Like let's get some, some more female fans and get them on here. Um, we went with Eric thought of this. Um, it came into his head like half of his answers usually do. He stumbles upon them. Um, but it did sound familiar once he said it. We checked in with nine for nine.
1: All right. The correct answer is nine for X. Wait, never mind. The <laughs> correct answer is nine for nine.
0: <laughs> hmm.
3: Eric I'm even gonna- Eric even spelled it like that too.
1: Uh good old math, humor. Nine for Nine. The series' name is inspired by Title IX, the federal civil oh. rights litiga- legislation passed in 1972 that prohibited discrimination on the basis of sex in educational institutions receiving federal aid. Title IX has also been regarded as helping to expand women's and girls' access to athletic opportunities.
2: I'm all for it, but I've never heard of that show before.
1: <laughs> so it's it's not a show. It's like or the 30 I know what 30. you mean, but yeah. So there are nine uh, documentaries, 60-minute yeah. documentaries, um, like I said, all focused on um, women's women in sports by female, film, okay, female filmmakers. So, Question two. Towards the end of the movie, Bull Durham, Crash Davis, played by pod favorite Kevin Costner, is released by the Durham Bulls, and he joins what other real minor league team also located in north carolina with which he breaks the minor league record for career home runs
4: i've still yet to watch <laughs>
1: this is the only kevin costner bait sports movie that you should watch the others you don't have to Feel the this one like i said
5: <laughs> this is the one This is Dan breaking in, and I would just like to apologize on behalf of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. The views of Josh Bombeck do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast, and, well, let's just face it, he's wrong. Anyway, back to the show.
2: My mom grew up right by where the Field of Dreams actually is, and we went there to visit once, and it's actually pretty cool.
1: I'm sure it is. I just think that movie is personally overrated. I mean James Earl Jones is excellent.
3: Yeah, Eric, I, I don't I don't think that's probably the best answer we would we would be able to come up with. It makes sense. Eric, I'm good checking in with that. Yeah. All right. All right. It, we're, <laughs> we're checked in.
1: <laughs> All right. What's Daniel staring up to is checked in. So not related to Keith Jackson, you guys can talk it out.
2: Um I was try- I don't know my minor league teams very well. I was thinking something Raleigh, but Raleigh's right next to Durham, so I doubt they have a minor league team. I like your thought of asheville i just don't know what their nickname is i thought it might be the oaks but i don't know that
0: that's something goofy like that but it's not i don't know
2: i'm just trying to think of what asheville's known for i mean i'm known for known for beer uh they're known for the um they've got the largest private home in america the the vanderbilt mansion
0: um <laughs> um are they called the asheville tourists or tourism or something like that
2: i've never heard that but i, don't, I, I I trust your remember I trust you on this. So,
0: oh, we had the some friends just moved down there recently and they talked about something. They moved down to Western North Carolina,
2: and then the team uniform is like Hawaiian shirts with cameras on them. That would be
0: hilarious, yeah. <laughs> All right, Black I don't have Sox, anything better. So, like socks wanna, and sandals, I like it, yeah. We're gonna go with the uh, the Asheville uh, socks and sandals, no, um, <laughs> the ex- Asheville. Tourists, Tourism, right? Tourists, something like that, I think. So,
1: so not really. Keith Jackson checked in with the Asheville tourists, and what's Daniel turn up to? What do you guys got,
3: Eric? You go with this one since uh, it's the affiliate of your team.
4: Yeah, I have not. Well, it's a one hundred percent guess. I've not seen this movie. Everybody knows. I've seen like two Kevin Costner movies. Um, one being Draft Day. Uh, we we, we checked in with uh, the Charlotte Knights
1: right and what's the answer and checks in with the Charlotte Knights one team will be getting points Matt Doherty you can thank your friends who moved to this area the correct answer is the Asheville tourists Uh, they have been the class a affiliate of the Colorado Rockies since 1994 however when the movie was released in 1998 they were the class a affiliate of the Houston Astros
4: this
3: dude was in, A ball.
1: Yes. So, A ball. The whole premise is the whole premise is he's kind of an old washed up catcher. They purposely put him down to A ball to mentor the young pitcher. And I'm not going to tell you more because that's the whole premise of the. I mean, he dies
2: movie. at the end, but the.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Nitro at least Triple A. So I thought like,
1: the Durham Bulls are
0: not A ball. Yeah,
1: I know that. Yes, the Durham Bulls are A ball. So Matt, I thought the, the Durham, Durham Bulls, Bulls were the
0: AAA affiliate of the of the Rays.
1: Nope, Mm-mm. the Durham Bulls are also Class A ball. I was kind of surprised at that no. when I was
3: looking at this stuff. I know they are because uh, Michael Jordan played, played for it, and he wouldn't we, have played in AAA. We have an A ball team here, uh, the Valley Cats, and they, uh, they played, played Durham.
1: for the the no, Jordan played for, for the, the Barons. Barons.
3: Barons. Barons. sorry. Charlotte Knights are the triple-A for the White Sox, which is why yeah. well, I thought like at least I, at least this guy would get triple-A. Geez.
0: nope. I just know it from that movie with Dennis Quaid, the rookie for, about Durham. I thought they were the AAA in that movie, but maybe not. I guess not.
1: Well, they might have been in, in the, the movie, movie yeah. then it would have been not a you factual, know. not a not a factual fact. Yeah.
5: This is Dan breaking in one more time. In 1988, when the film was released, the Durham Bulls were the Class A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. They switched affiliations in 1997 and have since become the AAA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. Back to the show.
4: If you ever want to, ru- if you ever want to ruin your life, look up the actual facts from those sports movies that are based on true stories. No, no, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> it's bad. Why do you have to
0: ruin things, Eric?
4: Cool Runnings. It basically, the only thing they got right in the movie was that it was a Jamaican bobsled team. Everything else made up.
2: Actually, my uh, my favorite movie, movie um, The Natural. Actually, the book I read. The book and it has the opposite ending. It's the book in the book. It's actually really depressing. It's super. Depressing. Seriously, it's a really depressing book.
0: Surprisingly, in D two, the guy's not from Iceland. He's from Russia. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> <you talking>
4: about- <laughs> he's not really. He's not really a dentist. Yeah. No. no he's not. Gordon <laughs> Bombay out- is
1: not real. So apparently he wasn't the Reykjavik dick, he was the the
5: (laughs) Russian dick. Yeah, he was just a, turned out he was just a dick. It didn't matter where he was
2: from. You know what makes me laugh about the the original Mighty Ducks is that the most unintentionally funny thing in the movie was when they drive the limo out under the rink and it's obviously a city rink and the mom comes out yelling, what are you doing, what are you doing you'll fall through the ice? But all of us here in (laughs) Minnesota realize that it's just a city rink that's like two inches deep. Oh, Charlie's mom. (laughs) What, are what she's up to <laughs>
1: question three in the <laughs> halftime in the 2017 biographical sports film battle of the sexes what actors portray Billie jean king and bobby riggs
3: scott you're uh i got this yeah all right i, I got this because i i can't think of it i can see like i remember the movie coming out yep let's check in
2: we checked in josh
3: All right, what's Daniel Stern up to? Is checked in, so not
1: related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk it out.
2: Um, I'm sure that I know Emma Stone played Billie Jean King, um, and I'm pretty sure that Steve Carell played Bobby Riggs.
0: Oh, I didn't see you put on the top. Oh, yeah, sure. I have nothing, so go for
2: it. We'll check in with uh, Emma Stone and Steve Carell.
0: All right, not related. to Keith
1: Jackson checked in with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. What's Daniel Stern up to?
4: What do you guys got? I didn't fact-check this movie yet, but I heard it's based on a true story. Um, but we checked in with Steve Carell and Emma Stone.
1: Points all around. The correct answers are Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Interesting.
3: Not the first time Steve Carell and Emma Stone collaborated either.
2: Watch Crazy Stupid Love uh, if you haven't. A good yeah, uh, with Ryan... Um,
1: Reynolds. No. Gosling.
0: Gosling, same thing.
1: Moving on to question four. In the 1980s, two professional athletes became celebrity members of G.I.
0: Joe. Name either of these athletes. You you make the call on this. We got three, I think, pretty decent answers. So
2: um well, I'm okay with checking in on that one, the one that I just sent you. Know. Let's do that. All right, then what do you want to do for the second one? No, we only, only need one. Only oh, need one. All yep. right, we'll check in then.
0: All right.
1: Now related to Keith Jackson has checked in. So what's Daniel Suren up to? You guys can talk it out.
2: Uh, I,
4: I... I got nothing. To I, do yeah, I, I, I'm i
3: not even sure where to begin as far as like what type of athlete they would be looking for, like a fighter, yeah. like an Olympian. Like, I mean,
4: Mr. T makes
3: sense. Yeah, I mean, he had like the A-team. and Was he an athlete ah. or was he just an actor? I don't. I guess that depends on who you ask, right? Because he was at the first yeah, WrestleMania.
4: What was, what was he before he was?
3: I don't know. An actor.
0: I have
4: no idea. Um, who else could it be? Like I mean Hulk Hogan, I guess if you consider him an athlete. I think wrestlers are
3: athletes, at least back then. Now yeah. they're sports entertainers, yeah. but but I mean could it be like lauren LT? I'm just trying to think. I mean he was big in the you know, I'm just trying to think of guys that were big, physically big, and also yeah popular, you know? Like I don't think it was like a boxer. Wouldn't be like George Foreman, or I guess maybe Foreman. Yeah, I was thinking like it wouldn't be like Sugar Ray Leonard or marvelous Marvin Hagler.
4: Um, I'm I, I mean I like LT maybe better than Mr. T. I don't know. <laughs> I let's let's go with LT. I think. All right, just because I, I I'm not I'm worried about Mr. T being. Yeah, sure.
3: Yep. All right, so we'll check in with Lawrence Taylor. All
1: right. What's Daniel Stern up to? He's checked in with Lawrence Taylor, not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys
2: got? So I'm using some psychology on this one. I feel like since this is the eighties and you specifically said an athlete, I think, I think it's a wrestler because if it wasn't a wrestler, you probably would have said what football player and basketball player or what baseball, you would have actually named the sport. That's just some psychology I'm thinking. Um, we're not answering Mr. T, but he was a bouncer before he was on a bodyguard before he was in Rocky and um, his real name is Lawrence Tiro, by the way. Um, so we went with Hulk Hogan. We checked in with Hulk Hogan.
1: Not related to Keith Jackson's checked in with Hulk Hogan. Unfortunately, no points will be awarded mm-hmm. for this question. However, you were sniffing around the rights for one of the sport, actually both sports, you have the right sports, professional wrestling and football. The first one maybe should be a little more obvious for the wrestler. It was Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughter, also known as Robert Remus. And the football player was The Fridge, Oh, William Perry.
0: That was the first thing I sent over to him was Fridge.
1: So Sergeant Slaughter joined the team in 1985, and The Fridge joined in 1986.
4: I thought that was the other way around as a kid. I thought he was a G.I. Joe and then was a wrestler. Like they made a wrestler after nope. him. No, no. Really? He
1: was, he was a wrestler first. Interesting. Then they took they took his persona and made him a uh, G.I. Joe. So he was the first celebrity um, member of G.I. Joe. So I
2: used to host Bar Trivia for like three years, and I just broke my rule that I always told teams was, always go with your first guess.
1: Yeah. Did you <laughs> have Sergeant Slaughter as your first no, guess? No,
2: uh, Matt said or? William Perry.
1: Alright, last question in the halftime. What is the longtime anthem of the Boston Red Sox that was given new life with a version recorded by Dropkick Murphy's in two thousand
3: four? It's from is that right? Yeah, it's from uh, one of the MVP baseball games. It's on the soundtrack. There you go, Tim.
4: That's the only reason I know the song. Yeah, same here. We're, <laughs> we're checked in. <laughs> I know the song.
1: All right. What's Daniel Cern up to, once again, is getting an answer from a video game, much like they got the Colt 45s a few episodes back. Not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys got?
0: No, that's not it? Huh. Not quite. No, uh, I, I first said over Sweet, Sweet Caroline. I know that they always they always say that at, at Fenway. Is that their anthem, though?
2: Couldn't tell you. I know it was written even by if, Caroline
0: Kennedy. Even if it's not their anthem... That's the only guess I got. So
2: I'd say we check in with that one.
0: All right, so not related to Keith Jackson is checking in with Sweet Caroline.
3: And what's Daniel Stern up to? What do you guys got? Boston's tent man cannot be wrong. It's uh, Tessie is the, the
1: name of the song. The correct answer is Tessie. The original Tessie was from the 1902 Broadway musical The Silver Slipper. The newer song written in 2004 recounts how the singing of the original Tessie by the Royal Rooters fan club helped the Boston Americans win the first their first World
4: Series in 1903.
2: You know, I've never heard of that song. And now that I've played this game, I'm going to hear it somewhere.
4: It's, uh, it's another, one of those, another one of those things that I did not know that had, I thought that was just a song yep. on the MLB soundtrack. Same here. I never They're, knew there was anything to it.
1: Their, their mascot is also named Tessie.
3: I just remember my my best friend and I playing that game and just singing Tessie every time it came on.
0: I have it. I have it on my iPod right now. God, you can sing Tessie. Sing it. I don't. I
3: that's, I. I just know the box of <laughs> cannot be wrong part and they scream it. Oh Tessie, you are the only, the on oh, something like that.
4: Yep, that sounds right.
3: There it is. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm playing
2: MVP baseball on five again. <laughs> Do you guys know what the letters PSDS mean?
0: PSDS?
2: No. That's how they say pierced ears in Boston. Yeah, my daughter just got PSDS.
4: A lot of our listeners (laughs) like Boston. (laughs) He's got a smart talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Heading into the second half. We have a score of not related to keith jackson with 330 uh, and what stanley's turning up to is 390 so still a close game
5: we'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at benchwarmers tp we also have a facebook group for fans of the pod called the bench join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Now on to the second half.
1: Today's third quarter is a new quarter style known as Five on Five.
5: Five on Five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list.
1: List number one would like you to name me the five schools, along with the University of Minnesota, that formed the inaugural Big Ten Men's Ice Hockey Conference in 2014.
2: You're 100% sure in that?
0: 100%. Then we can check in.
1: All right, not related to Keith Jackson is checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out.
4: I'm pretty confident in that list. Right, but we only, we got to get five. How many did I
3: get? Six. <laughs> so we got to whittle this down right so we have six
4: there <laughs> so there's one that's not
3: yeah i definitely feel good about michigan for sure of the ones of the six you listed there's one odd man in that and that's going to be Notre I Dame. i was thinking either notre dame or penn state or probably the one that's not in there
4: hence penn, penn state penn state's definitely in there that one i'm i'm okay. fairly positive about um just because of the sheer connection to uh terry pagula the owner of the buffalo Sabers. so okay um
3: yeah, it would make sense so for
4: Notre Dame to be the one. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm good with Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, no, not Ohio Notre State. Dame. I'm sorry. I'm reading my list. Sorry. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. The Ohio State.
1: All right. You sure you want to go with that as your answer?
4: <laughs> what do you want, Scott? No, no. no. I'm, <laughs> no he's, talking about,
1: I'm talking about what you did with Ohio State.
4: He's going to mark it wrong because I, I put B. <laughs> All
1: right. I just might if you give that as an answer and it's correct. I just might.
3: We're, we're going to check in with Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and the University of Ohio State.
4: <laughs> Ohio State... University. It's always. <laughs> no, I did it on purpose for him. <laughs> oh, oh
1: man! All right. Okay, so what's Dale Stern up to? Is checked in with uh, five schools. Not related to Keith Jackson. So, what do you guys get?
2: So the um, I'm a big college hockey fan, and the worst thing ever was the breakup of our old conference, which was the WCHA. Thank um, you. The reason why they craved the Big Ten is that there used to only be five Big Ten schools um, that played had college hockey, d1 college hockey teams they were Michigan M- Michigan state Wisconsin, Ohio State obviously the gophers. Um, but then once Penn State added their team uh their team there are now six teams competing in a sport and the big 10 rules are if you have six teams competing in a sport you can now create your own league. so that's how that league came about. So anyway we are also checking with the exact same answer they had Michigan Michigan state, Wisconsin, Ohio State and Penn State.
1: I wish I could give you guys some bonus because you didn't even try to screw around putting the in front of Ohio State. (laughs) No, no. The correct answers are Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Notre Dame joined the conference in 2018. All right, moving on to list two. I want you to name me the five players with the most career sacks in the NFL since they began tracking the stat in 1982.
4: Joshua checked in.
1: All right. What's Daniel Stern up to is checked in. So not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can talk it out.
2: Really sad they didn't start doing that list until 82 because one of my all-time favorite players, Alan Page, would likely be on that list, but they didn't start until 82.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: First defensive player ever to be named MVP
0: um I, I'm pretty confident with Bruce Smith and Reggie White I'm not confident with Lawrence Taylor or with Michael Strahan all right um I, just because we had a question here recently a top 10 a dean's list that was NFL sacks in the what was it Eric the 90s or the 2000s 90s, 90s? 2000s. 2000s and 2000s. it made me go back and do some research because I remember specifically that Bruce Smith was on the top of that list um other ones that I think are sneaky high, but I'm not confident. I'm pretty I think Kevin Green might be on that list. Oh yeah. And I hate to say this, but I I think Chris Dolman might be on the list too. But I don't I'm not confident about that one. I'm confident about Smith White and 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 um Kevin Green. One other one that's sneaky high because he played a long career because he played till he was like thirty-four, even though he kept on he probably should have retired when he was 31. Well I think might be Julius Peppers might be on that list too. But he might not be on the top five. He might just be like in the top ten. Um but the only ones I'm confident with are Smith, White, and Green.
2: Okay. Let's check in with that then. You want to okay. check in with that? Sounds good. All right.
0: All right. So not related Keith
1: Jackson's checking in with Smith, White, and Green. What's Daniel Stern up to? What
4: do you guys got? Matt, you did it again. You had the right answer, <laughs> and you didn't go with it. So we checked in for with Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Kevin Green, Julius Peppers, and former Viking Chris Dolman.
0: I'm okay with not getting all of them just because I don't want to get the zero. So points all around. Those
1: were the five in that order. Um, I don't have my Chris Dolman jersey at the moment hanging up just because. I hated taking it down and putting it back up and taking it down and putting it back up. So,
2: um, We should say the, the, the late Chris Dolman that's right. passed away within the last six months, I believe.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah.
2: This uh, is we, very we depressing, Josh. We, we
1: didn't. We <laughs> had nothing to do with that. We weren't many a podcast of, yet. How many of
4: your answers are dead?
1: Jeez. So Well, <sighs> that happened. Yeah. Like Joe Nuxall? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rest and in Joe peace, Nuxall. Joe.
4: Are we was sure? Just, Are
3: we sure he's dead? He was only fifteen in the forties. So,
1: oh, okay, Satchel oh, Page.
5: Somebody yeah, check. Yeah, Satchel page Joe do Nuxoll.
1: <laughs> somebody. So, so, um, you guys brought up Strahan. He's number six. And who else? Lt is number. He's tied for fourteen. Oh wow. Oh really? So, okay, moving on to list three. I would like you to name me the five tennis players with the most Grand Slam men's singles titles in the open era. And that is from 1968 to present.
0: Will I go with those four,
1: Tim.
2: Yep.
0: All right. Timber checked in. in. All right. Not
1: related to Keith Jackson's checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out and let me know your
4: answers. So, Scott, Nadal, like, just he's not big with any of the opens except the french but he's I know. won one that like 10 plus times yeah he's won a, a ton he's the one of, the, of our list that i'm so I, I think that alone and maybe one or two from the other ones i mean you, you, he puts him in at least 14 yeah 15 which would be top five in my mind
3: how many do you think novak has then
4: probably around the same but 12 his, his his is yeah his is kind of spread across yeah Every one of them, and then like, Sampras, Sampras you, was like
3: Sampras and Federer. I feel 100% on,
4: yeah, for sure. I mean, that but that last, the fifth one could be anybody, it could be I know Connors. I, yep, could be Borg, Borg. And, yeah. Um, and this is what where hurts. I want to pick a name and just gamble, but I'm not gonna, <laughs> I know, yeah, gonna, yeah. All right, we'll go, do we'll, do go we'll go, we'll go with do those do four.
1: <laughs> all right, so no. you guys are checking in with Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and Sampras,
4: yes, yes.
1: All right, and not related to Keith Jackson. I know your partner stepped out That's for a moment. I'll, I'll but Matt, for you want him. You know your
0: all right. Your so answers. we had similar conversations. We clued in on Federer, Sampras, and then we picked Nadal also pretty early on. Then we had a lot of conversations back and forth, and we didn't come up. Uh, uh nokovich didn't even come up in our in our discussion so apologies to him and his family and everyone related to him who listens i apologize <laughs> for calling him nokovich what, what, how do you say his name again it's Joker, <laughs> <same> <laughs> thing. um no but then uh tim came up with a name that I, I don't even know if it's on there and we're probably gonna get zero so we'll find out but he came up with the name rod laver 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 laver. Laver. laver laver so we went with rod laver Lever, Federer, Sampras, and Nadal.
1: All right. So here are the top five. Number one with 20 Grand Slam titles, Roger Federer. Number two with 19, Rafael Nadal. Number three with 17, Novak Djokovic. Oh. Number four with 14, Pete Sampras. Really? And number five with 11, Bjorn oh. Borg. Oh. So, Rod Laver – actually, Rod Laver doesn't make the top five, even if you take all of them into account. I think he's sixth. Um, here's a different British uh, person who would come in
2: fifth. Andy Murray? You
1: know? No, no. An old, old guy. An older from the pre-open uh, era. Like Stan Smith. Uh, so, from the open area, sixth was – tied for sixth was Jimmy Connors and Yvonne Lendl and Andre Agassi, all with eight. Uh, tied for ninth. Is John McEnroe and Mats Vlander with seven and tied for eleventh with six. Are Stefan
2: Edberg and Boris Becker? Wow, those those are all great names.
4: So uh, forty points. Yes, sir. Did you refer to Laver as British?
2: Oh, maybe he's Aussie. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not Australian. He's,
4: yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right. right. just Australian. Just, Australian. <laughs> thank you
1: for the. Oh, we do have people who like <laughs> us to correct things. Thank you for correcting me. List number four. I would like you to give me the five starters from the national champion 1989-1990 UNLV Runnin' Rebels basketball team.
0: (laughs) This is all you, Simplot.
1: (laughs) I did not know that this was one of our guest's favorite teams. Well, he said the 90-91, which... Same team. Not quite the same team. Um, well,
3: obviously a couple games and they didn't the
1: win the championship.
3: Right. There's one more, Eric. I can't think of his name.
0: Start typing names.
2: <sighs> Let's go with it.
0: You got you wanna go with those four
2: or those five? Yep. Yep, we're checked in.
1: All right. So not related to Keith Jackson's checked in. What's
3: Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk oh. it out. I'm, I'm having an anti-Eric moment where I'm not remembering someone that I know. It's definitely Stacey Augman and Larry Johnson. They were starters? Oh, yeah. Okay. They were like the two best players on the team. Yeah. And then there's a third guy. He was also good. He played in the NBA. I
4: can't. Greg Anthony? Was he on that team? Maybe. Did he go to UNLV? He did.
3: Then he would likely be on that team. That's around uh, when he got drafted, right? I think he got drafted in eighty nine or ninety, or ninety Uh one. Let's. You want to just go three? Yeah, because I'm not going to be able to give you any more. No, I of. can't give you the obscure ones. Like I, I mean, I used to watch like a couple of other games on ESPN Classic, but I was paying attention to,
4: you know, Ogman and those guys. All right, let's go with uh, what was it Larry Johnson, Stacy Ogman, and Greg Anthony? Yep. All right.
1: All right. So what's Daniel Stramp do? Checked in with. Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman, and Larry Johnson. Not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys get?
2: So um, there's the four that I'm 100% sure of are Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Greg Anthony, and Anderson Hunt. Um, and I'm 90% sure that the fifth one is George Ackles. Uh-oh.
3: It's either right or he was the sixth man.
1: He was supposed to be their fifth. He is. He was supposed to be their center that season, However, George Ackles broke his wrist before the season. Oh. Their starting center was David Butler.
3: Oh. David Butler.
1: So um, 30 points four. awarded to what's Daniel Stern up to, and unfortunately zero points for not related to Keith Jackson. Um, and I would not call Anderson Hunt an uh, obscure uh player. David Butler would have been the one
2: obscure. Yeah. Um, Casey Ogden is my all-time favorite college basketball player.
1: You know what? He, uh, he very well might be mine as well. Uh, just watching him rebound and play defense, he was just amazing. Now, you know what his nickname is? I'm assuming Tim. You know his nickname?
2: Yeah. Plastic Man.
1: Plastic Man. All right. Ah, darn it. The last couple have uh, <laughs> been not, not so good for not really, to Keith Jackson. We'll see if they do better on list number five. I would like you to name the five Minnesota Twins who have won AL MVP since the franchise has been in Minnesota.
4: I don't think so, but I, it's, I like those four though. I don't think we're gonna get. Yeah. I just go with those four. Yep. All right. We'll check in.
1: All right. What's Daniel Stern up to is checked in. So not related to Keith Jackson. You guys can
2: talk
0: it out. We need to make um, up points here, buddy. So I think we might need to gamble on this one.
2: Yeah. I know uh, Mauer and Bauer and Mourno are obvious ones. I don't think Kirby ever won one. I mentioned in my chat. There was that right. one year he had an ungodly great year, but Conseco hit 40 for he went 40, 40 home run steals. And so he won it that year. Because Kirby just had an awesome year that year.
0: I'm confident Killabrew won it at least once. He only had one or two seasons in Washington. I right. think just one. And um, I'm
2: almost positive, I think on one of your previous broadcasts, we talked about how over Size won a MVP. Or maybe it was a. right, really? but I think it might have been rookie of the year. Too. I don't know. I,
0: well, and I'm 75% sure that Rod Carew won it like in 70, 72 or something like that, or 74-ish or something.
2: We check in with Mauer, Morneau, Carew, and Killabrew.
0: I uh, know. I say we go Zuwailo also. Okay, Because this right. gamble. We'll we got to go wall five because we need all make-up right. points.
2: All right, we'll so check in gonna... with uh, – did you get all that uh, Mauer, Morneau, Carew, Killebrew, and Versailles?
0: All right.
1: So not related to Keith Jackson. Has Mauer, Morneau, Carew, Killebrew, and Versailles? How about uh, what's Daniel Stern up to? What do you guys got?
3: We had very, very similar conversations. Obviously, right off the bat, Mauer and Morneau. Uh, killerbrew right off the bat and then of course nobody's got mad hits like Rod Carew uh,
0: right. so
3: we threw him on our list and then we you know we debated on Puckett for a second but I don't remember him ever winning one uh, we ended up checking in with the four Rod Carew, Harmon Killabrew, Justin Morneau, Joe Mauer. but now that I've heard it I'm almost positive that the other one is Zoilo so in
1: 2009 Joe Maurer won 2006 Justin Morneau 1977 when I think he hit like 381 Rod Carew 1969 Harmon Killebrew, and in 1965 Zoilo
0: Versailles 65 the most here. just
1: to let you know for the franchise two other players uh, won MVP Walter Johnson in 1913 and 1924 and Roger Peckinpah in 1925 won for the Washington Senators
2: Oh, yeah, the
1: the Peckinpah days. All right. After the third quarter, we have the following scores. What's Daniel Stern up to has an even 600. They have an opportunity to break the scoring record. And not related to Keith Jackson, has a respectable 460. Still anyone's game. That brings us to the fourth quarter known as Put Your Fours Up. The
5: fourth quarter known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total.
1: So the categories for today are as follows. Question one, put me in coach, also known as sixth man of the year. Question two, I'm ready to play, also known as rain delays. Question three, today, also known as current events. Question four, look at me, also known as TO, the ultimate self-promoter. And question five, I can be center field, also known as gold glove outfielders.
3: Are these not straight up, and it's from Bombac? Wow! Ah, I gave you the straight up. No, I know it's he great. Is, I he's adapting. I, man, I
1: don't. I didn't like it, but it was what it was. The it was my uh, muse.
4: Where are those lyrics from? Here it is. You know what? The evolution of Bombac is the no, title of this. You're part. always oh. going to get. You will. <laughs> you
2: will always get what the actual. Well, of course. We categories don't, do are. Yes.
1: No, we yes, don't always get that from people.
3: I, I do. I've always done it, yeah.
1: So it is now time for the teams to place their wagers. <laughs> All right, the wagers are in, so let's get on to the questions. Question one, in Put Me In Coach, what Boston Celtic was the first back-to-back winner of the NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award from 1983 to 1985? we're going to check in, Josh. Uh, All right. Not related to Keith Jackson is checked in. What's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out and let me know your answer and your
4: wager. Scott, rule of trivia. The first first one that came to your mind. Yeah. So that's the first one you said. I say we go with it.
3: They've had a lot of good bench players, so it's tough, you know, especially in the 80s. Mikhail was off the bench. DJ was off the bench at times. Bill Walton. But he didn't, I, I, he didn't win back. I've,
4: yeah, like I, I did that list before. So I yeah. looked at this list and I don't ever remember seeing Dennis Johnson's name. Yeah, I don't. Okay, we're going. We're going to check in
3: for 100 points with Kevin McHale.
1: All right. What's Daniel Stearns checked in for 100 points with Kevin McHale? And not related to Keith
0: Jackson, what's your answer and how much did you wager? We wagered 60. We were going back and forth between DJ and Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge might have been a little bit, little bit later. We checked. We checked in with Danny Ainge.
2: I like the McHale answer though, because he was wasn't he? He left the U in '79, and that would make him like three or four years in at '82. So that's why I think McHale's the right answer now. But we checked in with Danny Ainge.
1: One team will be Danny receiving Ainge. points. The correct answer is Kevin McHale. Uh, two other players have won the award in back-to-back seasons. They are Detlef Schrempf from 1990 to 1992, and most recently Lou Williams, Williams. from 2017 to 2019. So after there's the first no question, there's no need for
0: a score update. Hey, <laughs> they're nice and round numbers. I, not over yet. I understand the feeling, Matt.
1: It's not like
3: <laughs> it's not insurmountable. I'm just teasing. No. I'm just having fun.
1: So. The score currently is 700 to 400. It is not over yet.
3: No, it's not one of my games.
1: <laughs> Question two in uh, I'm ready to play. Within one hour, how long was the longest rain delay in Major League Baseball history? Okay, we're going to check in, Josh. Right now, related to Keith Jackson is checked in. So what's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out. And let me know your answer and wager
4: so i I know it was a white sox game. I don't have the the time right but for in order for it to be the longest, it's gotta be something crazy, right?
3: yeah, I mean it'd have to be i would say like probably more than five hours,
4: yeah, so if it was say say it was like a one p m game
3: right, and they started at like eight
4: yeah, so. That would make and sense. I was, when I was in Chicago in this past September, I was hoping that we were going to do something like that, but it didn't happen. They just called the game and played it the next game. So whatever. Um, so I missed it. Yeah. Um. So, you, you've, I mean, that makes sense with the timing, you know, one to eight. Yeah. So and we, it
3: gives us, and it gives us six and eight as well.
4: Yeah. Unless you want to do. Which
3: is more than s- five.
4: Unless you want to do six and a half and, and then we'll get five and a half to uh, seven and a half. I don't know. I feel like it could be eight, so I, I maybe we
3: should stay with seven.
4: All right. Let's 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 go with seven hours. All right. For how many points? One
1: hundred. Big shocker. Uh, what's Stanley Stern up to? Checked in with seven hours for 100 points. And now related to Keith Jackson, what do you guys got for an answer, and how much did you wager? Well,
2: uh, we first went with four. But then we uh, talked about it and went with five. I just feel like anything longer than that, they should just—they would just call the game. And maybe you guys know this or not, but it's the home team that can delay the start of a game. But once the game starts, it's the umpires that make the call to delay the game. You guys probably know that. Uh, so we ended up checking in with five hours for 100 points.
1: They checked in with five hours for 100 points. Let's all one hope team, it's six hours. One team will be getting points. The correct answer was... 7 hours and 23 minutes. Wow. So on August 12, 1990, the White Sox, who were hosting the Rangers, waited that long before finally postponing a Sunday afternoon game without a pitch being thrown. Roughly 500 fans remained in the stands when the game was finally called off at 8.58 p.m. Then White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf, the weatherman kept saying it'd stop.
4: (laughs) How pissed you gotta be to sit there for eight or seven hours, whatever, and just no, yeah, we're not doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? So I, since the game hadn't started, the home team got to keep sitting on the delay. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to question three in today. Who scored the first touchdown of the 2020 NFL season on Thursday, September 10th? Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, we can check in.
1: What's Daniel Stern up to is checked in so not related to keith jackson you guys can talk it out let me know your answer and your wager
2: i didn't watch it so i'm going to leave this up to mr man
0: oh, the only reason i think i know this because we were i was busy on thursday we were, we were, we were didn't you have a patreon yeah meeting? we had a Patreon had a meeting. meeting so um <clears throat> the only reason i know this is because my brother texted saying something
4: about david johnson and how the um what, Eric? Really? The are only you know, I told you during the meeting. I told you during the meeting. I was going to tell a Never. different
0: story, but that's okay, Eric. You go ahead and tell me. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, because uh, my, my brother texted saying that the Houston Texans have two running backs whose name is David Johnson. And then what's the other guy's last name is Duke. So, David, do that. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know why it's funny. It's not funny, though. Okay. David Johnson. is the answer that we checked in with.
1: For how many points?
0: 100.
3: And what's Stan Stern up to? What do you guys got? He's on one of my fantasy teams. I was pretty happy when he scored. It's David Johnson.
0: Correct
1: answer is David Johnson. He scored a 19-yard run for the Houston Texans. Moving on to question four in Look At Me. Before Terrell Owens became an NFL Diva Wide Receiver, he played football, basketball, and ran track at what university?
0: You know that, Tim? Yep. We'll check in.
1: All right. Now, related to Keith Jackson, is checked in. What's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out. Let me know your answer and your wager.
4: You got it, Scott. It's not, it's just Chattanooga.
3: Just Chattanooga, right? Yeah. All right. So, we're going to check in for 100 points with Chattanooga.
1: Okay. What's Dan what up to? Checking in with Chattanooga for 100 points. Not related to Keith Jackson. What do you guys it got? Tim does
2: happy. not happy. I am just a rookie at this game. I thought for sure it was UTEP. Texas El Paso. I'm trying to think of who am I thinking of?
1: And how many points did you guys wager with UTEP? Uh, we checked in with 100. One team will be getting points. However, it is not just Chattanooga. The, the the actual university is the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. I I will allow Chattanooga is at for like the tournament and stuff. That's what they're referenced as. I put it to
3: Eric. I said UT Chattanooga in our chat. Yes. So
1: uh, Owens played in the 1995 NCAA basketball tournament.
4: I'm going based on what the team is called.
3: He's also a three-time NBA celebrity game MVP.
2: All right. I just looked up, you tap like NFL alumni and there's not anybody in full search watching.
1: All right. So this question will determine if Eric can regain the high score in a game.
3: Also, it would be the first person to go from zero in a game to to 11, over 20. a thousand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question five in I Can Be Center Field. In 1957, the first year of the award, gold gloves were given to the top outfielders across Major League Baseball instead of separate awards for each league. Name two of the three outfielders who were recognized as gold glove outfielders that year. Hint, two of these players are in the Baseball Hall of Fame.
2: Oh, sorry, Uh, we're checked in.
1: Okay, not related to Keith Jackson, is checked in. What's Daniel Stern up to? You guys can talk it out. Let me know your answers and your wager.
2: Did
3: I get that, Eric? Is that?
4: Yeah, no. Once you type that, because I, like I said, I've looked at this list before. Yeah. As soon as and, you told um, me the
3: team, that was I. I knew it.
4: Yeah. Um. So, like, I was sitting here writing them out, and I have like Nelly Fox. Um, I was I was gonna type that to you. But he's he was infield and right. Willie Mays. Um. Oh. And then there's also a guy, Chance. Um. But then, yeah, I was spacing on the other ones. Um, but, no, once you type that out, it made sense. It, it popped it back in. All right.
3: So, for 100 points and the record, we are checking in with Willie Mays and Al Kaline.
1: All right. What's Stan was up to? Checking in with Willie Mays and Al Kaline for 100 points.
2: Not related to Keith Jackson, what do you guys got? Um, we uh, we thought about it, too. A lot of great names. We thought Stan Musial. Um, uh dimaggio but he uh, like matt corrected me that he probably retired in the 50s and ted williams wasn't a great fielder so the first one we came up with was willie mays
0: and then the i said Al line i'm pretty certain certain of and i think the third one might be that uh mini minuso um but we just checked in with k-line and mays
2: so al k-line by the way the only guy named after a battery <laughs> <laughs> You sure
3: there wasn't a Johnny Duracell <laughs> <back then?
4: laughs>
2: How many? You know if, points? You spell, if you spell it out, look at it. Did you guys say how many? For points 100.
1: For 100. Well, the correct answers are Minnie Minoso, who technically is in the Hall of Fame, he's in the Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. <laughs> Willie Mays, and Al Kaline. So points all around. Uh, Maze was a 12 time recipient, K-Line a 10 time recipient, and Minoso a three time
2: recipient. Does Al K-Line fall into the Bombback um, realm of death? Because didn't he die just last year? Or oh, is that... boy, yeah. Well, this isn't a me realm of death.
1: <laughs> but I like this. I love that. that. I'll, okay. keep on going I love how you're that. blamed for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually haven't had any. Mm. Like, <laughs> it was on a <laughs> different podcast. <laughs>
2: the bombback bomb Deadpool,
1: or something you know, I like college. it. Yeah, it's not the. It's the benchwarmer Deadpool. Yeah,
3: it's benchwarmer Deadpool. We're going with it. bombback.
1: The, right. bomb the game death. has come to an end. Here are the final scores, with a respectable four hundred points. Not related to Keith Jackson. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Dan Orlovsky Award with a new record, one thousand one hundred points,
0: is what's Daniel Stern up to? Asterisk on this one, though. New uh, new round format means an asterisk, so it doesn't no, count. No, this no, it yeah, <laughs> it's in the so rotation. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna have to be asterisked. So. The everything so. before this episode counts one hundred percent. Everything afterwards, you know. Oh yeah. 160 this is the to 1605 this... games to 162 doesn't count. Asterisk, man. Asterisk.
5: Now, this is Dan breaking in one more time just to say, yeah, Matt Doherty, I agree with you. Asterisk. Back to the show.
4: We're, we're officially out of the dead ball era. We're <laughs> now into the, the
0: dead ball
1: <laughs>
4: We're into the juice
1: ball yeah. era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> not even the live ball. These weren't the regular
2: fruit, fruit snacks.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. So
1: is there anything you guys would uh, like to say before uh, we call it a day?
2: Well, I had a lot of fun. I, and I, I'm mad I made some rookie mistakes. Sorry to let you down. But I really had a lot of fun today and uh, would love to be back again sometime. And I think my team name will be. Josh, who just died. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but I think next week's theme should be all about Lou Brock.
0: Oh no!
1: <laughs> oh. Hey, I wasn't even on the episode that mentioned Kelly Preston, so I—that was the first one, and that's, that's not true. my fault. Matt
3: started it. That's yep.
4: yeah, that's yeah. But Josh, Josh, you, you cross podcasts to kill somebody. Oh yeah, who did I <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Oh, oh yeah, Chadwick Boseman.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was on my triviality. That's right. Yeah. Well so And technically sh- I mean, spoiler alert. So, and technically uh, I think Eric you wrote the Tom Seaver question. I did. So, but technically I think I said his name first when I was coming up with possible answers and you didn't even pick his name. So there no, you know. Kelly Preston no.
0: wasn't even a part of the question. I just happened to reference that, 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 that's that, that movie that she was in with. That's true.
4: Yeah. So.
1: And we had a Lou Brock question yet. Has anyone used well, him? He in was in, a in a one pre- of my post-
4: yeah, we had for a, stolen bases. Yeah. 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 I think he was in a pre and post game too. Oh, we
0: need on. to we need to stop this. We're That's this gonna going to happen. It's not nothing can we can do point. about it. People die. It's amazing how it works.
4: Father's ta- Father time's undefeated.
0: Yeah, but we're 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 speeding up the clock on some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's a pandemic. It's expected. That's hey, hey. <laughs>
1: if I had any idea that Chadwick Boseman had been suffering for four years with cancer, I maybe wouldn't have used him as a, no, I probably. It was a good question that,
4: yeah.
2: so. it, was, I, it, um, it, it is amazing that for a celebrity keep it that quiet for that long that is pretty amazing yeah. and it keep is working and you know
4: so he was still working the entire yeah. time
2: so
1: tim thank you for joining us uh i you know i enjoy when i get to have a little more minnesota-centric questions <laughs> a little um, hey <laughs> And by the way, you guys did just fine, so zip Yeah, exactly. It. I, think we did, so I think we did yeah. better than just deduct, fine. Or I'm going to deduct 40 yeah, points. Yeah. <laughs> get you <laughs> 41, down to 1060.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this was, this was a lot of fun. This was more enjoyable than I thought going into this uh, Minnesota Golden Golfers hockey game. Uh, my expectations were a little low, but it was fun, and we broke a record, so I'm happy about that. And I didn't score zero, so... I can't Eric
0: broke a record.
4: <clears throat> what? No way. No, no, no way. No, honestly. I give Scott a lot of credit for this one too. There was a, I would never have got L K line. I just I I I just the guys I had, I, the information I had would get the answer out of Scott so I, just, I was
0: it, just it, busting it was his chops. Come on, Unlike, you know I
4: love him. Worked hard Unlike this one. Matt, who cost me the game, after this one gets released, I have a feeling
1: that we're going to have some Sinister Six people wanting to come oh, back yeah. to uh, because we had three of them who were all, or actually four, including Dan, who were tied at ten seventy. So Scott Barber, Wesley Wells, Dan Lundberg, and Philip Sanford. You guys have been topped. Mm. Feel free to come back and and try to beat eleven hundred. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time. We'll keep the bench
5: warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes, Yeah.
0: Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him. For producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP.